Father, your word is holy. Your word is bulletproof. Your people in themselves are not. Yet we find our bulletproof vest in your word and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I pray that whatever tools you would have us to use today would be used for your honor and glory alone. Well, today I find myself a little perplexed, perplexed on how a 24-year-old young man has become so dangerous, such a threat to the republic, a public enemy for simply stating to love everyone for simply stating to be bold for Christ and for simply stating that Christ is king. Christ is king! Christ is king! Christ is king! Suppose I was given a hate speech violation strike for violating community so-called standards on YouTube just for reacting reacting to these, these very statements. All I know is this, is that a man's zeal for Christ may not always be bulletproof, which brings us to the title of today's episode, number 67, Bulletproof. But at least it's a bullet fired at that which is Antichrist. Therefore, my conclusion concerning Christian nationalism and even this AI, artificial intelligence, that proclaims Christ is King and Jesus is Lord is found in 1 Corinthians 12.3. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Spirit. So it's here that I find rebuke. Rebuke at this point is iron sharpening iron. And none of this rebuke is to be excused because I actually respect this sort of rebuke. And if there were godly men who would have rebuked me concerning certain doctrines when I was younger. Uh, maybe I would have learned some of the things I, I know now sooner. So I respect it. And we ought to sharpen each other's iron. But none of this excuses the uh, bullet holes. That is for sure. Uh, the ADL, speaking of bullet holes, they posted a tweet that says, last weekend, white supremacist Nick Fuentes delivered an anti-Semitic racist rant to a small group of fellow gripers. He hit on the usual bigoted themes and promoted Christian nationalism. Now, as you may know, I watched this speech in its entirety, and this is a lie. The speech was not anti-Semitic. The speech was not Racist, and I'm sorry, but Christ is King is not a rant. Christ is King! Christ is King! Christ is King! Now I want to revisit this perplexation as we begin our reading or schedule reading today in the book of Luke, chapter 23, and verse 1 and 2. And the whole multitude of them arose and led him unto Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this fellow perverting the nation and forbidding to give tribute to Caesar, saying that he himself is Christ a king. So here we see that the accusation of perverting a nation, all because Jesus proclaimed himself to be king. Indeed, Christ is king. Christ is king! Christ is king! And it is in this fact alone 
that we find what it means to be bulletproof. But as for the ADL statement, they sh- it surely is bulletproof. And I find it interesting that they consider these things to be such that perverts a nation. So they have to make things up. Like Jesus perverted the nation and Jesus didn't pay his taxes. But the fact is that Jesus brought the peace of salvation to this, to this nation and to the world for that matter. And he said to render unto Caesars what is Caesars. So we know they're liars. And they will always become fierce when you call them out for this. And they will always be stirred up by the power of of the name of Jesus Christ and the power that this name invokes in verse five. And they were the more fierce saying he stirreth up the people teaching throughout all Jewry beginning from Galilee to this place. They don't like their Jewry, not jewelry, Jewry. They do not like their Jewry being tampered with or spoken against or called out or noticed and, and, when, and when you do, they will vehemently accuse, just as they vehemently accuse his, Jesus Christ's followers today. Luke 23, 10, and the chief priests and scribes stood and vehemently accused him. It's in verse 10. The ADL also tweeted, now pay attention to this tweet, because I, I saw this and I just, all I could do is just shake my head. And so did hundreds of other people in the comment section. But the ADL tweeted, former President Trump also delivered remarks that were in character, but still dangerous. His claims about expelling warmongers, driving out globalists, casting out communists, and throwing off those who hate our country echo classic anti-Semitic rhetoric. Are you kidding me? Oh, you just have to read the comments on this one. And someone someone in the comment section said it was the greatest, uh, basically the greatest self-owned known to man. And don't get me wrong, my friends. There's many who do not understand the context of the Jewish people. Uh, many do not understand the physical context of even the word Jew, let alone the spiritual context of the same word. But I want you to understand, my friend, that there is a context that exists. Luke 23, 3, and Pilate asked him, say, Art thou the king of the Jews? And he answered him and said, Thou sayest. Now we know Jesus is our king. Therefore, he is king of the spiritual <laughs> Jews. But people got this uh, term all messed up. They have it all messed up. And all I know is this, that if Jesus does not answer you, you, you are probably suspect. And, and the reason why you don't understand this term in context is because you have no good intentions for this term. Neither did Herod. Verse 9, then he questioned him in many words, but answered him nothing. Jesus didn't answer Herod. You know why? Because he was suspect. He had bad motives. Verse 11, and Herod, with his men of war, set him at naught and mocked him and arrayed him in gorgeous robe and, and sent him again to Pilate. The only reason why they had questions for him was because they wanted to entrap the Lord some in some way. 
I saw on Twitter today that St. John of God was trending. <laughs> I said, good, because John knew some things. Now read John chapter 8, and you'll understand better what we're talking about concerning this context of the Jew in a much uh, greater light than this world is going to try to tell you. Now, let's go back to this king of the Jews who the authorities found no fault in. The authorities found no fault in the authority, who is Jesus Christ. Luke 23, 14, said unto them, you have brought this man unto me as one that perverted the people. And behold, I have examined him before you and have found no fault in this man touching those things whereof you accuse him. And neither can they today find any fault in him. And now you know why they chose Barabbas over Christ then. Now you know why they choose Barabbas over Christ today in verse 18 and 19. And they cried all at once saying, Away with this man and release unto us Barabbas, who for a certain sedition made in the city and for the murder was cast into prison. They chose a murderer over an innocent man. They chose a murderer over the innocent and all-powerful son of man. The very son of God. You must understand in this chapter when they are referenced who they are. In verse 21, but they, they, they cried saying, crucify him, crucify him. And once you understand who they are, you will understand much of what is going on in in today's world and why they hate Jesus Christ. And the Antichrist will always double down upon this hate. Verse 23, and they were instant with loud voices, loud voices requiring that he might be crucified and the voices of them of the chief priests prevailed. It may seem that their voices prevail today in the realm of social media and cultural affairs, but best believe on the spiritual side of the house, judgment is coming. Because you will either accept or reject Jesus Christ. Your will accepts or rejects Jesus. As we see in verse 25, And he released unto them him that for sedition and murder was cast into prison, whom they had desired, but he delivered Jesus to their will. Their will. Their desire. So my question is, my friend, is your will and your desire for Jesus Christ? This is why I told Ben Shapiro to choose the Israel of God. He was tweeting about Israel's fate. Today he says, Israel's fate does not rest on the stupidity of people like Thomas Friedman. If it had, the state of Israel would not exist in the first place. Well, I'm here to tell you, Ben, the state of the Israel of God would not exist if it weren't for Jesus Christ. And I told Ben, choose the Israel of God, the church, the faith seat of Abraham the elect in Christ, because otherwise continue to fall to the Antichrist rhetoric. The same rhetoric that says that that we are white supremacists and and anti-Semitic. No, we're not. It's a lie. We are Christ supremacists who desire all people, men and women, from all races to know the Lord. Verse 27, And there followed him a great company of people and of women, which also bewailed and lamented him. A great company of people, all races, men, women. Men and women who knew they were men and women. 
Now, you may have found yourself on the wrong side of Jesus' garments. You may have parted these garments with unbelief or even false ideology. However, there's still hope to be found in Jesus Christ and in the repentance that only he can give. Luke 23, 34, Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, and they parted his raiment and cast lots. Listen, Jesus came to save us. He came by his grace to give us repentance to save you and I. He did not come to save himself. Verse 35, And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself if he be Christ, the chosen of God. Thankfully, for one of the thieves, their eyes were opened. And this was done at some point at the cross because when they were both on the cross in the beginning, they were accusing the Lord with the rest of the accusers. But one of the thieves' eyes were open, and this is called the grace of God. If your eyes are open today, it's because of God's grace, my friend. Verse 40, but the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? A dying thief's confession, repentance, and his profession of faith is made known on a cross. Next to our Lord, in verse 41 through 42, And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man had done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Here we see the salvation of a thief with all the forgiveness thereof. In verse 43, And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Do you not agree that this thief proclaimed, Christ is king! Christ is king! And yet the Antichrists want to proclaim that such a proclamation is perverting the nation. All I know is this, my friends, is that Jesus has the keys and power to life and death. Verse 46, and when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said, thus he gave up the ghost. Jeremy Razor's is continuing to milk their campaign concerning chocolate bars. And and they say in a tweet today that nothing is sweeter than truth. They say that's the premise behind Jeremy's chocolate featuring the he, him bar with nuts and nutless. She, her bar pre-orders today. They say, hashtag, I hate Hershey's. (laughs) Uh, You want to talk about truth, Jeremy's razors? The, The truth is Jesus Christ. Say it unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And here is sweeter truth from a sweeter name that man has ever known, Jesus Christ. And if a 24-year-old by the name of Nick Fuentes believes these things that I preach to you today, give me a thousand more of these 24-year-olds. Bulletproof or not, none of us are bulletproof. Without Jesus Christ, he is our bulletproof vest. Now, this was also true for a centurion in this same chapter that we read about today in verse 47. Now, when the centurion saw what was done, he glorified God. What do you think that he said? Christ is king! Christ is king! Christ is king! 
Verse 47, now when the centurion saw what was done, he glorified God, saying, certainly this was a righteous man. And all I know is you say that this type of preaching and this type of talk is perverting our nation when our nation has been taken over by the hypocrites that we read about in the book of Job today in verse, verse 30 of chapter 34, that the hypocrite reign not, lest the people be ensnared. It's exactly what we're seeing today. God help us. But yeah, I know, demonized Nick Fuentes, who proclaims Christ as king. I saw Liz Wheeler tweet it, a tweet concerning Andrew Tate. And I watched this video clip where he was justifying choosing to have a sexual relation with a transgender woman who's at the scale of a 10 versus a actual woman who is at the scale of one. But yeah, demonized Nick Fuentes who proclaims Christ is king. Liz says, if you've defended, idolized, or copied Andrew Tate despite my warnings that he's dangerous to young men, she says Andrew Tate is now telling young men to have sex with transgender women also known as men with penises, she says in her tweet today. (laughs) All I know is, Liz, the Antichrist do what the Antichrist do. Job 34, 37, for he addeth rebellion unto his sin. He clappeth his hands among us and multiply his words against God. Now, they accuse the righteous of these things, as we see that Job was even accused of such. But this is not the focus. This is not our focus. Is there always room for the rebuke that we talked about today for an iron to sharpen iron? Of course. But let us not get so far off that this takes up all of our time and focus that we miss that all of that the Antichrists are doing. All around us, destroying. I have a question for you today, my friend. Are you thirsty? Are you tired? Are you thirsty in this world that continually attempts to rob us of this righteous water? If you are, all I can say is go to the rock. Go to the rock. Exodus 17, 6. Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, and the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. Moses sought to accomplish the will of God. He went to the rock. (laughs) His arms even got heavy. And guess where he went? To the rock. Verse 12, but Moses' hands were heavy and he took a stone and put it under him and he sat thereon and Aaron and Ur stayed upon his hands, the one on one side and the other on the other side and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. Why did he need such support? Because Aaron wasn't bulletproof. He had a bulletproof savior. And he needed to look to him and he needed to trust, in him, to trust in him. And so do you and I, friend. So did the psalmist. And this is why the psalmist prayed in our psalm today, Psalm 67, verse 1 through 7, in which I will close this episode. God, be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us, Selah, that thy way may be known upon the earth, thy saving health among all nations. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon earth. Selah. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. 
Then shall the earth yield her increase and God, even our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Fear him who is bulletproof, that is. Crisis day! Crisis day! Crisis day! I pray that this episode of Gospeled was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can and support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.